You, my friends, are listening to the Happy Hearthstone, the longest-running podcast in space and time and cards. And I am your host, Noodle Swoop, along with my co-host, Guy Grumpy. Hello. And we're here now on episode 227, where we're continuing our review of the Voyage to the Sunken City card sets. But this wouldn't be the Happy Hearthstone if I didn't ask, what's making you happy? So, Guy Crumpy, what's making you happy? So, as many of you know, I have a new job I started this week. And just getting through the first week and feeling how much better I feel versus the last place I worked uh, is really taking me to a happy place. Lots of happy places, in fact. How about yourself? Well, I, that's that's actually Guy Grumpy. You, you know, the biggest thing about starting a new job is sometimes you, you get to see how the grass is greener. Sometimes you, you also, after a while, get to see how it's not so green. But um, hopefully all those good positive vibes are conti- will continue to come your way. Sometimes it is much greener when you do get over to a different pasture, too. So, Indeed. so. Can you name one thing? Can you share like one general thing that that's making you happy specifically over there? Um, I think it's that other people really believe in the product that uh, I'll be selling. So uh, there's nobody really there that's just there for the job. There, the the culture is so much uh, focused on the employees knowing other employees, and it's it's just been really good. Oh, so a big cultural shift too. That's always a to yeah, me. Yeah. I was like, can be definitely helpful as well. So for myself, uh, you talk about a, a uh, new uh, pro- promotion job for you. Um, actually, I just recently got promoted at my work. Now, it's not a different job. I'm still with, uh, so I work for the government, uh, and I still work for the government. <laughs> um, but uh, now I'll be doing a different uh, aspect of, of the same job that I was in, um, but with distinctly more pay and actually with better work-life balance, um, which also allows me to get back into the streaming thing, which uh, makes me really excited. Um, I know I've taken some time off from, from doing streaming, um, and I'm, I'm happy to get, be able to have that time back to be able to start rebuilding my community again. Excellent. I like that they're both uh, business-related uh, happy spots. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think when you when we have a good solid basis, a good foundation of 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 how work and life uh, balances out, I think that also sets us up for uh, being able to enjoy some of the other things, especially when it comes to like relaxation in the form of like playing our favorite games. Um, you know, if you don't have the time to do that or you're too stressed about work, uh, sometimes that doesn't work out well either. And you end up getting into games and just like instant conceding and, and doing other mm-hmm. things that, that don't work out so well, just because you're not in a good headspace with other things, too. So. Right. Um, so maybe the bringing you know, Reno Jackson back isn't going to be so bad for me after all. You know, you might end up finding a real love for him. I'm just saying there might be a deck that comes out that you're like, you know what? Actually, this full legendary deck that I get to play, he's part of it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) Well, I mean, I I feel like that starts us off at a good point. Um, So now we can talk about cards. Um, So let's start off with uh, Demon Hunter. 
All right, Predation's a three mana rare uh, fell spell. Deal three damage. Costs a zero if you played a Naga while holding this. So in this one, uh, I'm not really sure um, how the Naga are going to, to play into the Demon Hunter so much. Um, but anything casted for free is always good, right? Definitely. Um, I'm, I know... You kind of get into this point where um, Nagas and spells, they're kind of interwoven, I think, with this set. Like, you end up playing a Naga, then you play a spell. Or you play a spell, and then you play a Naga. So it's trying to remember which order to go in sometimes, especially if you're talking about, like, if it's an outcasted spell or minion, he'll draw another card. So you're going to want to make sure that you're trying to get through your deck while that's happening. Um, Mm -hmm. So having a zero mana spell to be able to cast, especially three damage that can go face, um, it doesn't have to hit a minion. I I feel like that's going to it's going to slot into that kind of either quest demon hunter or just even like some other type of fell synergy deck um, with like Jace um, as well. Right. Next up is uh, Bone Glaive, a common five mana five attack, two defense weapon with a battle cry of dredge. Um, For five mana, that seems a lot for a dredge um, ability. And even just for equipping a a five damage weapon, seems a little expensive. Um, And it's a really great effect to dredge, so... Yeah, and yeah. the 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 thought process that I have, if you have the quest discounts as well, it could cut it down to three. So, I mean, it could could fit into those decks, especially if you're trying to make sure that you set up the proper draw order of like that predation spell versus a naga. Yeah. Um. So perhaps it does help fit into that synergy. Um. It, but for. Also, it's, you know, if, if there's no taunts, that's 10 damage going face. So it, that's true. There could be ways that it fits in. I think initially I'm a little hesitant, though, um, at that five mana cost, just on the basis alone without adding it to any other deck. Makes sense. Next up is Glaive Shark, a common four mana, four, three beast with the battle cry. If your hero attack this turn, deal two damage to all enemies. So Glaive Shark was revealed by Ranchi in this uh, really, really cute uh, cartoon that he does because he does those cartoon reveals uh, every reveal season. And the Glaive Shark, when he he gets played after uh, you have uh, Illidan going going face uh, with some damage, he kills off all the Murlocs that are on the Shaman side of the board and then uh, he swims right up to to uh, Thrall and like just smacks him in the face with his fin. It's actually really adorable too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what it, what it actually comes down to is, is this is an amazing way to be able to have either a four mana or, or potentially five mana uh, board clear um, for Demon Hunter. Uh, and it also gives you a body afterwards as well. Uh, I really like it. Uh, Look, comparing it to something like Consecration, it's it's you know distinctly uh, one of those things that becomes like an even better Consecration because for one more damage you can create a body on the board too. 
so so mm-hmm. I like it. Plus, it's not a spell; it's a it's a minion, so it can't be countered by just counter spell. Good point. Uh, do you think we'll see a demon hunter uh, beast deck then coming out of this? Um, no, I don't think that, no. <laughs> that that's that's what's happening. I don't think there's a beast tribe synergy where we're going to have the amalgam of the deep, like bringing back uh, tr- or trying to find more beasts to fit in to be able to have like a tribal synergy. But I do think it's going to be definitely a powerful <laughs> control tool at the least. At the least, right. Next up is Abyssal Depths. It's a common four mana shadow spell. Draw your two lowest cost minions. So um, I really like this card. There are several levels uh, to this card that that's really cool. Actually, this was released right along the same time as the video by Ranchi as well. Um, but it was Cora's dad who did the release video. He's like a he, like he he he's only ever put out like one video ever, right? <laughs> but he was perfect at it. He, he uh, it was a great reveal, but. Uh, there's like more to this card than than you initially think. First off, it's a card that could enable something like a Vandar deck where you have uh, mm-hmm. Vandar and uh, I want to say her name is Caria. That might not be the right name, but close to that uh, from the last set from Fracture and Alterac Valley, where it's like a big demon hunter type deck. Um, and she makes copies of herself into other demons in your deck. Um, and so you can kind of make sure that you grab those two and you can use them right away. Now, granted, it is four mana, so then the next turn is another four mana turn where you're kind of taking it off to be able to play Vandar right away. Um, so I don't know if that's exactly how we're getting there. Um, but maybe, I mean, Demon Hunter is known for having kind of like cheap, easy draw. So, mm-hmm. uh, they may just get their other ways if that's what the deck that they want to build. But perhaps this is exactly, you know, once once we get into all those cards, maybe it is how it works just with maybe like a discount to make it a little bit cheaper to get those um, cards online even faster. Um, like maybe if we use like the sigil and somehow can, can snag out that card to, to play it one cheaper so you can play it on three, Vandar and four, and then therefore you're like, you're just now your gangbusters on the way. Um, and then there's finally the other part of like, I feel like this is the card that starts off the mystery, um, card back for Voyage to the Sunken City. Because if you remember on the, um, reveal timeline, there was a question mark. The question mark was for this card. Additionally, this little, um, angler fish that you can see in the bottom left of the card art has it like almost like a question mark on it um like it almost looks like a question mark at the bottom and then the 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 flavor text just says happy wisp noises which makes me think maybe somehow we got to go against the tavern keeper and then use this to draw out two wisps to our hand Maybe that's how we start the um, whole card back thing. That's just that's just a guess by me, but 
you know, I'm not part of the secret solving community, but <laughs> I I, per, I like to pretend like I can somehow be, you know, uh, Harrison Jones going through the, the depths and figuring out all the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're off to a pretty good head start. I didn't even see uh, the the list on how to get the United and Stormwind ones even. So like, I'm not as tune, in tune, I suppose, either. Uh, I know I have to go back and try and get some of those too myself. So hopefully this will mm-hmm. this will pique my curiosity and start me down that path again. <laughs> <laughs> but so any tutor's good. So it'll definitely be see play. It, it can even be in one of the draw or card draw uh, quests um, deck uh, pretty easily, I think. Uh, so yeah, I think I think we'll see more of it. Maybe more than we uh, expect. So. And, and and very well, I think if you think about it that way, right, where in a, if you put this into a quest deck that has predation and then these Nagas that are distinctly cheaper, right? Some of them are two mana. The next one we're about to talk about, the Wayward Sage, that's our two mana, two, two Naga that has the outcast reduce the cost of the leftmost, rightmost cards in your hand by one. So you know, you you work with those discounts and then you're drawing out your Nagas, you're kind of doing that spell thing with the Naga thing, and that's how you're going to be kind of churning through the depths, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like that sets us up uh, for a very interesting way that uh, Quest Demon Hunter kind of feels like it fits perfectly inside this new theme as well. Mm-hmm. Because you do need to play things to make hand space sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Coil Star Commanders, a, an epic six mana two six Naga uh, with taunt and a battle cry. If you've cast three spells while holding this, summon two copies of this, which seems really strong. Um, maybe not as much attack on these, but taunt is always tough to get through. And you get th- like you get three of them. I mean, that's when you talk about that much of a butt on them, too, right? They have six health. That's that's pretty good, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're working your way through the deck. If this is one of those Nagas that fits into the deck, we're able to discount it down to four mana, and then you're summoning uh, three of them for four mana. That's like better than even doing like Barricade, and Barricade required that you had no mana, no minions on the board in order to get the extra copies at four mana. So... Um, I feel like that's that's pretty on rate for this deck that we're we're kind of setting up as quest and like working through where we're getting all of these cards out of the deck, casting them all and and kind of getting things cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So, yeah, it's been kind of frustrating when the the uh, the priests do it to you too, right? <laughs> oh you're talking about like the the miracle type priest that's going on right now for sure um, yeah one of those things that uh <laughs> can be frustrating lady sathano is an a legendary three mana two four naga with immune while attacking after you cast a spell attack the lowest health enemy and so then this again is one of those low cost um nagas that it's going to fit in well with this idea of playing Nagas and spells and then she's immune while attacking. And then you add in the fact that Kurtris has the hero power that, you know, you can power up with 
as long as one of your minions is attacking. So if you weave all these things together, then all of a sudden you have Lady Sathano with Kurtrus and your, your hero power is zero. You make these Nagas really cheap. You have really cheap or free spells in the form of like Predation. And then you're, you're going to be able to get these extra attacks, which eventually if you have no minions on the board with then the lowest health enemy is your opponent's face so you're talking about oh yeah just that just being able to go face with her while you're building up your hero power and eventually smacking face with your hero power as well and i think that's that's where the 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 voyage to the sunken city is kind of leading demon hunter at least on this current uh iteration so let's move on to druid we have the Green Thumb Gardener. That's a six mana five five Nago that has a battle cry. Refresh empty mana crystals equal to the cost of the most expensive spell in your hand. That's interesting. Uh, you don't really think of Druid playing too many uh, large spells, uh, but those that that are uh, are definitely useful. And I start to see this as like this is just a free naga for you to play um you start being able to play this for six mana and we also saw miracle growth that we've talked about already um that's seven mana so that's easily being able to refresh this plus you could have played something before you played this as well and guff has the ability to extend you up to 20 mana so um it kind of feels like they're taking advantage of the ability for druid to to have bigger mana pools so therefore um you have essentially a (laughs) the ability to constantly use those bigger pools of mana to do um pretty pretty uh disgusting things (laughs) so next we have the dozing kelp keeper it's a one mana four four naga with rush but it does start dormant um, and after you cast five mana worth of spells, that's when it awakens. It's kind of a new way to, to do the, the dormant. I kind of like it. Um, but yeah, you love to see these one mana four fours uh, if you're a Timmy like me. <laughs> and it has rush even, so it, you just got to play a be on the coin and play a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of low cost druid spells. And and granted, at least we're we've seen um, um, lightning bloom has rotated, so that's at least stopping <laughs> them from being able to like make that happen way faster than we expect. Um, so next we have seaweed strike. It's a three mana nature spell. Deal four damage to a minion. If you played a Naga while holding this, also give your hero plus four attack this turn. Guff support. Nice. So definitely helping uh, quest druid be a thing. Might even see how this kind of works with like aquatic form kind of fitting into that too. I feel like we're, we're going to see ways that quest druid feels like it fits into this underwater theme. Uh, three three costs uh, for deal four damage isn't that bad either, because uh, even if it's just the, the minion. Um, so we'll see how often it's used, but uh, I tend to agree it's a little bit slow. 
Bottom Feeder is a one mana, one three beast that has Death Rattle. Add a Bottom Feeder to the bottom of your deck with permanent plus two, plus two. Uh, I mean, one mana, one three is pretty good. It was played pretty early. It's still a beast, so that triggers you know more things with Beast Druid. And uh, getting another copy of it uh, with that's bigger uh, is even better than the Hunter version uh, that they that they had. So definitely we'll see play. I especially could see this working well with aquatic form. I mean, you're definitely going to be able to have one mana available so you can draw it right away um, and play it. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to then get another bottom feeder um, to the bottom of the deck um, eventually um, as it's going to have more stats and then it'll have more stats after that and more stats after that. Um, I would be interested to see if there's kind of like a cyclic type of uh, deck where bottom feeder is like kind of like the the hero of the deck, if that makes any sense. (laughs) And eventually you're like, wait, I can't do anything. These things have gotten too big. So, so um, I think I think it's interesting. I, I don't know if it, that's going to happen just yet. I, I feel like maybe there's uh, some more cards that are come out going to come out in following sets that'll make that happen. But even mm-hmm. the initial thought process of it uh, seems like a lot of fun. Kind of reminds me of the uh, was it a raptor that was in uh, Hunter yeah, yeah. that did kind of the same thing, and it almost made me wonder like how come they're not in this like they're not in, both in druid no one's in hunter and one's in druid <laughs> so maybe they're they're gonna compete for who's the most uh powerful biggest <laughs> one one eventually at one point <laughs> yeah yeah that, that'll be fun when it rotates to wild and there's more ways to to do that <laughs> that sounds that sounds like a, as annoying as the weasel decks <laughs> Yeah, I've forgotten about that weasel. <laughs> <laughs> and so well, let's go on to Hunter. The Conk's Call is a common three mana spell. Draw a Naga and a spell. So three mana draw two and then it enables like kind of that Naga spell synergy. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's better than normal tutor. So uh, that in a spell for three seems quite reasonable additionally if you're just setting up the deck for like a queen ashjara deck like you could ensure that you're getting you know it's got like you're getting three copies of her into your deck so Mm -hmm. um you could enable some of those synergies to work really well um and that's only that's if you're only um looking for that type of deck build which i don't think that's necessarily where you're gonna go um i think you're gonna i think you're gonna build this for that naga spell um hunter deck so uh, i think it's it's definitely good the harpoon gun is a rare three mana three two weapon so three attack two defense after your hero attacks dredge if it's a beast reduce its cost by two I mean, weapons usually are pretty okay, and this one's really good because uh, it has all those extra features, and it's still not made too expensive for it. So, uh, Beast Hunter maybe a thing again. 
Uh, especially at, at three three mana for for nine damage. Woo. I mean, like that that's excellent. And on top of it, if you're building specifically for those beast synergies and you're reducing the cost of them, I mean, we know cost reduction is definitely a thing that has gotten at some points kind of out of control in certain uh, archetypes. So um, mm-hmm. I could see this working out really well for a, a beast hunter build. Now, do I know if we have all the beasts that we need um, to make that work out really well? Um, with some of the ones that we have coming to talk about in this set, I think like we're, we're getting there. Um Will it be the mainstay deck right now? I don't know, but uh, I'd like to give it a try. Urchin Spines is an epic one mana spell. Your quests or your spells this turn are poisonous. So it's only can be played on your turn. So it kind of replaces the Hunter's Mark, I guess, in that case. But there's a lot of low cost crowd control stuff that would be great. It kind of feels like. Um... What was his name? Professor Slate? Like, but in the spell form. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to die. But, I mean, it only lasts for a turn. Um, it is a cheap spell, which means that um, as far as that cycling of like Naga spell, Naga spell thing going on, um, it can definitely work well. Um, I don't know. <laughs> We've had that effect before for Hunter. I don't know if that's um, if it is going to be enough to work well, but maybe it's just just good enough or on rate at the moment. Or there's going to be other things where you're like, wait a second, this actually is really, really gross. Um, But I don't know where that 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 point lies at the moment. I think it would just kind of fit into the um, to the questline hunter, uh, just because they have a lot of small uh, cost di- uh, damage to do. Um, granted, they're not usually uh, against giant beasts or anything that the poisonous would would take care of, but still, you can easily knock off uh, some two threes then instead of you know, just doing one damage to them, for instance kind of may, gives more oomph to all those little little damage spells that they have. Okay. Yeah, ones that deal damage to either side. Gotcha, gotcha. For, for one man, it's not really it's not really st- stopping anything. You can play it with a lot of spells. Cool. A legendary seven mana five five beast named Hydrolodon. Um Colossal plus two. Uh, Battleground give your Hydrolodon Hydrolodon heads rush. Each of the hydrolus or the hydrolodon heads uh, have uh, death rattle. If you control hydro, I'm gonna have to turn this over to you. <laughs> so um, I, it, that's a real tongue twister, as we can see by the card art alone. He's kind of he has a twisted tongue, probably because of the name that he was saddled with as well. But hydrolodon. I guess is the way I would say it. Um, but yeah, there's multiple heads and just this is the year of the Hydra. So with it being the year of the Hydra, I feel like this is definitely of all the Colossals, the one that scares me the most <laughs> because uh, the way that it works is as each of the heads, there are two mana, three, one beasts. 
So they have a death rattle. If you control Hydrolodon, summon two Hydrolodon heads. So those two heads can attack and then make more heads that are attached to the, the body of the beast. Um, and so um, each time that that body sticks around, you're, you're going to have more heads there that need to be either crowd controlled or taken care of. And mainly you still have to focus down the head of the, the, the main body of the beast first. And then you add in some of the other secrets that we're going to talk about as well with Hunter. And you're talking about, well, maybe not so much like <laughs> you end up having to create more heads before you can kill off the body of the beast. And then it, <laughs> it's all that tug and pull. I, I, I actually really, really love this colossal when it comes to all the colossals that are out there. I am. I'm just really stoked to see this one see play. Yeah, it does sound like the ultimate troll uh, play, <laughs> but I like it too. Naga's Pride is a rare three-mana spell. Uh, summon two, two, two lionfish. If you played a Naga while holding this, give them plus one, plus one. So this kind of fits into that Naga spell synergy thing, but not so much along the lines of like the, the quest hunter it's almost like there might be a different deck that's just specifically focused on like um like the naga spell synergies and not so much the the quest line um Mm -hmm. and so this might be like a form of like um kind of like a face hunter um instead of so much the the quest itself definitely builds a big board two three threes um, for three mana is, is it's right where it needs to be kind of on rate with even some of the secret synergy stuff that we had before. The Asheron Saber is a common four mana three three beast with rush and death rattle. Put a sunken saber on the bottom of your deck. And the sunken saber is uh, is a four mana three three beast with rush and death rattle. Summon a beast from your deck. So this could even summon hydrolodon oh uh-huh, yeah once once you're able to bring that up from the bottom and so when we think about um the harpoon gun the harpoon gun can dredge that uh sunken saber to the top of the deck making it cost two mana um and then mm-hmm. you've got a two mana rush that summons potentially hydrolodon or another <laughs> Azure and Saber, which then allows you to kind of repeat the process again. It kind of reminds me of the Griffin um, that used to summon another Rush one and then you'd get Zilliax. That kind of way kind of has that same vibe. Just it kind of is in a different form, but still Mm -hmm. enables you to have that kind of like board control rust centric type synergies with beasts um it it feels it feels very hunter right right <laughs> and so i i love it I, I i love the the feel that they're going with with the set and uh with beast hunter that that, that seems like a lot of fun Indeed. Are you going to switch from Pally Main to Hunter? <laughs> Not, it's always I mean, your second class, though, right? It, um, so it, it's it's my third class, uh, second class being Druid. So um, uh, it's but it, there's there's a lot of love uh, for a lot of the Hunter stuff for me, too. So um, I'll definitely be playing with it. 
um, and and building my own uh, kind of fun beast hunter decks. They probably won't do yeah. very well, but I'll have a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll have a lot of fun watching it, maybe. <laughs> Emergency Maneuvers and epic two mana spell or two mana secret sorry uh when a friendly minion dies summon a copy of it it's dormant for one turn so this is a real interesting uh pack tactics it has rotated out but instead we have improved emergency or emergency removers with (laughs) emergency maneuvers maneuvers oh man that is hard to say uh <laughs> which can can get us back even like an extra copy of that hydrolodon that's kind of what we're what i was talking about with mm-hmm. the secrets as well um imagine if you had um <laughs> if if you had pack tactics and someone attacked and <laughs> into hydrolodon oh man uh, <laughs> i think that's why they made sure that that one rotated before they brought in this other uh colossal killer um yeah so you get two copies with the improved emergency maneuvers off of tavish so that's really cool um yeah and you can even see this um kind of with the the taunts as well that we've gotten in the recent sets with the the polar bears um so the only only problem is is that it is dormant for a turn so you don't get that taunt back immediately um but hopefully uh, with the death rattles off of that polar bear, you're going to have, you know, some of the little cubs sticking around it, at least to protect um, you as well. So, uh, well, the pie in the sky idea is that you're going to get an extra hydrolodon that'll be summoned on the next turn with more heads to go crazy with. Um, e- even then, uh, they may attack into one of the heads just to give you an extra head just so that way they can then you know kill off the main body um but still uh it definitely requires a lot of thought and process into uh how to play around this secret um so it kind of sets it up really well to to uh be kind of that perfect uh secret to to be added to to hunter's arsenal makes sense to me so we move on to mage we have Seafloor Gateway. It's a rare three mana spell. Draw mech. Reduce the cost of mechs in your hand by one. I've been waiting for another chance to play the uh, mech mage, uh, which before they were even called mechs, then you could still play with them in the goblins versus gnomes. And it's probably my favorite time in the Hearthstone history as a player. So I'm kind of getting some vibes to that, taking it to wild. Oh, d- definitely and wild but i don't know if you've seen any of the theory crafting streams yet um i know mm-hmm. we're kind of talking about these kind of absent of that but uh you can fill your hands with a lot of mechs especially with the uh sunken sweeper that gets you um like a bunch of mechs in your hand so then mm-hmm. the seafloor gateway you can then discount all of them down um and it you can end up being able to kind of like flood out all of these mechs onto the board, um, which kind of makes sense if you're talking about going underwater, that you would be flooded by mechs. <laughs> <laughs> Do they work underwater? Um, you, you would think they would rust, right? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That knocks off any uh, attached or magnetized things to it. 
so speaking of uh, mechs to uh, reduce the cost of, we have Trench Surveyor. That's a rare two mana, three, two mech that with the battle cry dredge. If it's a mech, draw it for two mana, getting a three, two. That's also a mech on the board and potentially for getting another one. Um, and I believe dredge gives you a choice, right? Of the, from the bottom of the deck. So you just have to pick the mech that makes it and leave the spells there. Exactly. And you're going to be able to make sure that you pick up your sunken sweeper, which is a mech that you're going to put on the bottom of the board. So you, you're able to kind of make make those uh, turns uh, where you're you're setting up to get your treasure from mm. from the sunken depths and uh, <laughs> being able to use it right away to to create effect, I'm sure. And then next up, we have a uh, Spite Lash Siren. That's an epic four mana two five Naga with after you play a Naga, refresh two mana crystals, then switch to spell. Oh, wow. So how does that actually work? So once you've played a Naga, you refresh two mana crystals. Then you play a spell, you refresh two mana crystals. Then you play a Naga, you refresh two mana crystals. You play a spell, you refresh two mana crystals. Oh, okay. That's uh, getting mage into the druid range then. Um. Especially when you add in, like we've talked about before, the Gifts of Eshjara and Spell Coiler. Um, so those are both two mana um, spell, a two mana spell and a two mana Naga that allows you to um, refresh your mana crystals. Um, and you're talking about being able to discover a spell and then also draw two cards. So you're going to be able to kind of move through your deck and cast a lot of spells to do a lot of damage. I could even see this working really well with like ignite because ignite is mm-hmm. two mana as well. So then you're going to be able to eventually get to the point where maybe it's just, you're pulling out ignites and playing Naga over again. So that way you're building up that damage to eventually get to the point where it's like, Oh, I'm dead. Well, then it sounds like it's uh, pretty decent stats with the two five uh, for four mana, uh, especially after all those benefits that you said. Thanks for explaining it. Mm-hmm. So then we have Volcanomancy. That's a epic two mana fire spell. Uh, choose a minion when it dies. Deal three damage to all other minions. This is kind of feeling more like a warrior card than a mage card for me. But uh, if you're not playing a lot of minions, you're just going the spells or big spells way, then this uh, this would be good. It's also a two mana spell, which kind of fits into that mm-hmm. whole uh, Spite Lash Siren that we've talked about. So, I mean, maybe it's added in just as a way to have another spell that does the refresh. Absolutely. All right. So now we get to move on to Paladin. The favored class. <laughs> For me. <laughs> <laughs> holy Roll is a rare one mana holy spell. Restore to health. Repeatable this turn. Seems familiar uh, from the olden days of bouncing things back to your hand. 
It, it kind of reminds me of like Echo in a way, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's it's interesting too, as it's it's only two health. Um, it is one mana. You can just get discount that one spell down to zero. But I wonder if if you discount it down to zero, does it stay zero? So it's constantly repeatable at zero. That's a little like. Like I doubt it. I don't think that's nope, in the. Uh, nope. the... <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> um, but what what I do see it as is it's it's uh, potentially a card that makes uh, quest paladin kind of work um, if you can kind of use it multiple times in a turn. Kind of could enable you to be able to stabilize a little bit before you complete out the quest, and you might be able to use it twice in a turn. Um, and and also still have it count um, as uh, a one mana spell that does a tick um, for the quest progression. Although I don't know all the one mana things that we have gained, but it feels like we've lost a lot by by losing first day of school. Um, mm-hmm. So there is some potential there. I do like that it's healing. Um, that can kind of go anywhere. It's not restricted to your hero, which some of the healing that we've had before has been. Um, so we could kind of see it in like a defensive uh, paladin that that is using it just even as a way to be able to, you know what, let's heal back up. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. after we've played Cariel, then we can heal back up and, and get back to full health even. Um, and then set ourselves up for some other... Um, kill down the road and being able to use each one of these mana uh, because it is a holy spell it'll it'll also discount down garden's grace so there's some benefit there to being able to constantly cast that in a turn using all your mana Um, even if you may not even need the healing just so that way you've cast holy spells Mm, all right so as a uh, as an aggro player I don't like this card. <laughs> Just because... Healing is cheat. Healing is cheat. <laughs> well, then, if you don't like that card as an aggro player, you're not going to like the next card either. Which is the Bubble Bot. It's a common four mana, four, four mech with a battle cry. Give your other mechs divine shield and taunt. I don't hate it because I actually like mechs and it looks pretty cool. So, <laughs> um, And uh, I feel like this is exactly the kind of card that you're going to need once you build up a, a board full of mechs. Uh, it does, it's able to give other mechs that might have had Divine Shield and lost Divine Shield and Divine Shield back. Uh, works really well with the Prismatic Jewel Kit to be able to buff all those mechs that you get in hand. Um, so that way you can continue to kind of have big beefy mechs in hand to put down the next turn. Um, and again, taunt means uh, a lot of that damage that's on the board can't go face. So I, I like it quite a bit. I like it as well. Uh, again, just mostly because it's mechs and I had a, a pretty good run with the mech pally uh, when Boom's Day came out. So I'm kind of hoping for something similar here. Uh Taking it to wild first and see if we can't get that to work again. <laughs> so 
The Azuron Mooncatcher is a rare three mana four two mech with Divine Shield and Battle Cry. Put a sunken Mooncatcher on the bottom of your deck. I think that these ones that are putting things on the bottom of the deck, I think that this was really a great mechanic that they added. It seems a little bit overpowered, uh, but um, just by putting things on the bottom of your deck and dredging, you get it right back. It's uh, it's going to be tough. We're going to see a lot of this, I think. Well, and the the treasure itself, the sunken mooncatcher is great. That's also a three mana four two mech that uh, has a divine shield and it has a battle cry summon a copy of this, um, which works really well. Also with the hand buff synergies, like uh, we have the seafloor savior that we talked about on the last episode, uh, which uh, gives its stats to the minion that you dredge. So hmm. you can, if you've hand buffed that Seafuller Savior quite a bit, then you can ensure that you're getting like a really big copied stats onto this Divine Shield, two, two minions with Divine Shield. Um, so, you know, that, 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 that's just a way that that treasure works even better with the synergies that, that are going on. Um, already with this mech paladin um but even even if you just happen to get it back different ways um still two four twos for three mana is amazing (laughs) yeah that's a good point the leviathan is a legendary seven mana four five mech with colossal plus one a rush divine shield after this attacks dredge and uh the the other appendage is the Leviathan's Claw, which is a three mana four two mech rush divine shield. After this attacks, draw a card. <laughs> so you can see how the front will attack, dredging that perfect card right up to the top of the deck, and then the back will attack, getting it to your hand. At least once, because it has rush. So and divine shield. So at least once, right? And rush. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, I, I really love it. I, I love the, the the whole idea behind it, that it's kind of working together. One claw here, one claw there and mm-hmm. getting all the treasures from the bottom. Um, but I also love the idea that I feel like um, Paladin works really well with the, the dredging abilities to the point that um, Ambassador Phelan even is a, con- a consideration to put into a mech Paladin deck because he can put more Colossals at the bottom and more Oh, those great treasures to to pull up from the bottom, not just you know your uh, your uh, sunken moon catcher, right? So so you got yeah. even more to to be digging for, and and you can kind of get that feeling of all these mechs are working together to like get get uh, get all those treasures from the bottom of the sea floor. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thematically, that that's I think exactly what they're going for. So uh, I'm kind of excited for that continuity. Uh, Radar Detector is an epic two-mana spell. Scan the bottom five cards of your deck, draw any mechs found this way, then shuffle your deck. <laughs> kind of kind of rough that you have to shuffle your deck after you've spent so much time putting things on the bottom of it, but um, <laughs> if you're playing mechs, you're playing mechs. You'll get five cards. That seems pretty good for two-mana. Uh, yeah, two-mana to uh, go ahead and burn a card from the top of your deck. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. what it kind of feels like um it, i i think you could you could build the deck a number of ways uh you could build it where you have like 
tons of mechs and like radar detector and also the Stonehearth Vindicator. So Stonehearth Vindicator gets the radar detector, which then automatically means that you get five mechs in your hand, right? (laughs) (laughs) Except for in those rare circumstances where one of the five cards in the bottom of your deck happens to be the other radar detector or the other Stonehearth Vindicator. In that rare, (laughs) rare, rare circumstance, you have the radar detector, two Stonehearth Vindicators, and somehow you've gotten your radar detector and you only get two cards. (laughs) (laughs) This is crazy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what you do with this. Um, I, I, Honestly, I don't think that's how you build the deck, though. But no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's fun. It sounds real fun. It so- sounds like a lot of cards getting into your hand. Um, but I, I think uh, even if you just happen to get a couple mechs into your hand for two mana, that's that's a uh, more powerful draw than we've seen in Paladin for a, quite a bit. Um, yeah. Paladin has been restricted to kind of one one card equals one draw. Now, granted, there's been some cycle where you could like um use your your knight of anointment to then get you your hand of a doll so then you could you know draw two cards successfully um uh but it, there hasn't been really mass draw for for paladin so i'm i'm really excited for this card i, I think it's going to you're going to see a lot of mech paladin just because of the fact that it finally gives paladin a chance to draw good point okay so we're moving on to Priest. We have Illuminate. That's a common zero mana spell. Dredge. If it's a spell, reduce its cost by three. Oh, it's a uh, holy spell, too. Yeah, that seems pretty strong if you have a place for it. Um, I mean, Dredge is such a powerful effect from just sort of seeing, you know, bottom being bottom of your deck being manageable now. Um, yeah, you can play big spell Priest now, maybe? There's 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 an interesting thing that has happened with the rotation, though, too, is that uh, some of the spells have distinctly changed. So there's kind of like an a in-between spot <laughs> where some things are really big, like Whirlpool, but then most of it's kind of in this unique little like four to three range. And so like specifically, I could see um, it being used with the, the sunken treasure for priest um so it reduces it down to a by a significant chunk um and it does help out kind of that silence priest uh kind of that never works (laughs) well but i think it's gonna work this set i think i think this is kind of i kind of feel like with shaman last set we kind of saw an archetype where they had kind of revived it right we had free shaman before and it was kind of a, a meme right it was a joke like no one really got it to work i think silence priest is like that for this set right like for this set we're gonna see silence priest not just be a joke anymore this is a legitimate deck now i'm not looking forward to playing against it though <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Queen's Guard is a common two mana, two, three Naga with Battlecry gain plus one, plus one for each spell you've cast this turn. Okay. Uh, I guess Miracle Priest is making a comeback. Uh, I, I really see this uh, as 
I, I ran into one in duels earlier today. Uh, so I guess some people had opened the the uh, packs or something, uh, and they got it up quite a bit. They had the hero power that does damage every time you uh, they cast a spell. So this ended up being pretty big, even on turn two. Yeah, right now um, in duels, you have access to the cards um, from Voyage to the Sunken City. Not not the ones that you've mm-hmm. opened, but you can actually pull oh, them right, out right. of the pools. You can draft them. So yeah. a lot of people are playing duels right now because of the fact that you get to like potentially play with some of the new cards that are out there. So uh, I'm great to hear that people are actually getting access to them and uh, uh, having fun, granted at your expense, but having fun with the new <laughs> cards. Um I, it, this looks like actually a lot of fun. It looks like uh, kind of we're, we're into this unique. Uh, also, like a besides the silence priest, there's like a Naga priest that is more about like drawing out your your Nagas and uh, casting multiple spells, including the the serpent wing that that we've talked about, um, and uh, being able to kind of get get Nagas that started off kind of kind of small but ended up becoming much much bigger so kind of kind of feels like a buff paladin in a way but but for priest um so whispers of the deep is a rare one mana spell that's a shadow spell um silence a friendly minion then deal damage equal to its attack randomly split among all enemy minions seems more like a mage card doesn't it Minus the silence. Minus the silence. Um, yeah, dealing damage uh, equal to its attack. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of like the... What was it? Uh, Cthune uh, really is what it looks like. Cthune? Anyway. Hey, it, yeah, kind of like with the, the picture. Kind of kind of that shooting eyes or whatever. <laughs> but uh, it, I, this has actually become a really powerful kind of a control tool for for priests but it also kind of fits into like one of those weird like um i almost kind of feel like it fits like really well into like a shadow priest anyways right like shadow priest you're not worried about necessarily silencing a good portion of those minions not granted you're not going to want to silence like a trog that's an that's like if you looked at just specifically that shadow priest archetype but more in the silence priest we also have the shellfish Oh, I'm gonna. It's a tongue twister. Selfish, shellfish. Oh my goodness, I couldn't say that a bunch of times if you asked me to. Um, which is that four mana seven seven that has the death rattle? Your opponent draws two cards. Um, being able to do uh, seven damage uh, split among enemy minions is a powerful way in order to make sure that that shellfish continues to go face. <laughs> Well, and next we have Ashjarin Ritual. That's it's a rare form of a spell that says silence a minion and summon a copy of it. Put a sunken ritual on the bottom of your deck, which the sunken ritual is a four mana spell that says silence a minion and summon two copies of it. At least it does the silence first, so we won't run into to that too often. With Illuminate, you're going to be able to dredge up uh, copies of your sunken r- ritual, reducing its cost all the way down to one. Um, so you're seeing efficiency right there, and you're just going to have big boards that uh, Priest is going to develop. Granted, 
they're not gonna have a ton of rush because they're silenced, but still lots of stats hitting hitting those yep. boards, and you're gonna have to have an answer, or that's it, the game's over. Yeah, makes sense to me. I I I mean Priest has so many different ways that you can play it now since they added the shadow um option that I think people have done a little bit more experimenting. So we'll we'll see on this one. I'm kind of on the fence even after your your uh discussion there. <laughs> even after I'm like, this silence priest is totally the thing. This is what people are gonna be doing. You're like, I don't know. I've tried Nothing. it so many times, so many times. <laughs> still still hesitant to buy off on it. Okay, I, I get it. Exactly. I get it. Um, there, there, there are plenty of tools out there that do make silent priest uh, potentially a thing, but uh, I guess we'll we'll see how it all turns out when uh, we start playing on Tuesday. All right, so we move on to Rogue. All right, starting off, we've got Gone Fishing, which is a rare one mana spell, a dredge, and combo draw a card. One mana draw a card for just need something to seed it with. And you get to pick which card it is from the bottom. I think uh, no, that's you, a good point. You, you've initiated the combo. I think. I think uh, you're definitely going to go fishing a lot with Nat Peggle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fillet Fighters, a common one mana three one pirate. Battle cry, deal one damage. Uh, Again, nice like, low cost things. Yeah, it seems like a low-cost pirate that's going to help you to kind of get the pirates that you need. Um, I feel like it fits right into that rogue thing. You wouldn't be upset about even potentially shadow-stepping this, just so that way you can deal that one damage over and over again if it's going face or maintaining board. And it's something that they have to deal with early because three is a pretty big attack. Yeah, I I wouldn't want to take three damage right away for sure. Uh, the Swift Scale Trickster is a rare four mana two two Naga with a battle cry. Your next spell this turn costs zero. It's a really great effect. Uh, the stats aren't very good for the four four, but the effect is so good. I think you still uh, see this in uh, in Rogue. Not sure what you're really hoping to pull though at the higher end. I think you're looking at what smoke screen and uh, blood in the water and the SR and vessel, um, even the 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 sunken vessel. You're going to be trying to use that to to kind of enable you to to get those things out for free, um, especially because it reduces it all the way down to zero. I mean, we don't know. We don't have that many big big uh spells that rogue has but definitely even even making some of those um smaller spells cost zero might have an impact if if what you're trying depending on what you're trying to do uh people will definitely try it out i think it's going to be really strong and wild um gives rogue something else to look forward to i think even if uh, all you're doing is discounting down sprint that's something you're going to be want to be doing so for sure i I do wonder um it's the like the only naga in um rogue so maybe the mini set will contain more naga for them (laughs) (laughs) so uh, that that's my only question (laughs) more is coming Mm -hmm. swordfish is a rare three mana two three weapon with battle cry dredge if it's a pirate give this weapon and the pirate plus two attack 
it's so scary. Like uh, <laughs> you're talking about like that weapon is is a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage because you're going to have pirate rogue. That's going to be a thing. And you're going to mm-hmm. want to dredge up uh, sometimes very specific More. pirates. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's scary. So you think we'll have both pirate warrior and pirate rogue being a thing? Oh, oh, yes. I think we're going to see pirates going going at it on the high seas. <laughs> Nothing but. Blood in the Water is a common six-mana spell. Deal three damage to an enemy and summon a 5-5 five, five shark with Rush. For six mana, uh, it may be a little slow, but you, know, you also get the 5-5 five, five shark that can kill something right now, too. So, uh, And it's I... direct damage could go over the minions. With using the Swift Scale Trickster to discount it down to zero, now that's where I want to be. Oh, All right. A good point. You Short can, memory. You can, get a, <laughs> you can get that 2 2, you can get the 5 5. So that only costs you four mana for a 2 2 and a 5 5 that has rush plus the three damage. Um, it can go face. Uh, so you can't have those things. If you had scabs, so you could discount it down to four. Get four mana. It's it's really good, right? Like you mm-hmm. you got the three damage to the enemy plus a five five with rush for four mana. But on its own, I'm not paying six mana for that. <laughs> pirate Admiral Hook Tusk is a legendary eight mana eight eight pirate with a battle cry. If you've summoned eight other pirates this game, plunder the enemy and plunder. There's three things that can happen. Uh, one is take their supplies, take five cards from your opponent's deck. Um, you can take two cards from your opponent's hand with take their gold and take their ship. They take control of your opponent's highest attack minion. Um, <laughs> I love the the thematic quality of the fact that like this is all the pieces of eight, right? So like you got oh. eight mana, <laughs> eight, eight, eight summon pirates, like they're, they're like they quadrupled down on that eight so like you should like understand kind of like that theme with it too but um <laughs> then on top i didn't of it, like, even consider that's great uh oh yeah there's there's like levels to this but at the same time it's like <laughs> um i don't want them plundering me ever <laughs> <laughs> like, like, especially if I've, I've worked so hard to like get get treasures into my deck and then they're taking the treasures out of my deck or they know that I've dredged up treasures into my hand and yet they're just taking them from my hand um, <laughs> or or on top of it, maybe I've played that colossal and then they take my colossal from me. And of course, because they've taken it now, they've summoned it they get the appendages too, right? Like, like no, <laughs> these are not things that I want to happen. <laughs> but also at the same time, I want to play this card. Like, right. I, like I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Like I'm, I'm normally like every now and again, rogue gets my interest, but this is the card that makes me say, I want to play rogue because this sounds awesome. Because, like, at the same time, I don't want you to take it from me, but I sure want to take it from you. <laughs> right? <laughs> How about you? Which which one sounds like the, the best plunder that you want? <laughs> I think it's very dependent. 
It is, but uh, I mean, just playing, having played Magic a lot before, the discard or taking five cards from your opponent's deck, uh, uh, you know, could take out a combo piece. It's really, really good. Uh, stealing them directly from the hand, though, is probably where I do it the most, as long as they had, you know, cards in their hand. Um, just because deprivation of resources is the way that you win uh, attrition games. Uh, plus, you still end up with an 8 8 on the board, too. So there's, <laughs> they also have to then with less resources have to handle what, what you've uh, seemed to amass as well. So excellent point. All right. So then we move on to shaman, which we have the anchored totem, which is a common two mana zero three totem that says after you summon a one cost minion, give it plus two plus one. Uh, you can maybe follow that up with some other quick things. Maybe murlocs, uh, that have a lot of 1-1 one, one styles. Um, you might more, though, be looking at an elemental board for this totem uh, that can you know, electrify things and get a couple cheap minions. You could also use your hero power. Those totems are one-cost minions, so they oh. would get plus two, plus one. And the new piranhas, if we remember those piranha swarmers, uh, they're one-mana one-ones that have rush that also gain plus one attack for each other swarmer that you summon. So then you could end up with a pretty big board of uh, piranhas and also a, a anchor. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, it'll be a change to see totem uh, come back in. I think they're, that totem uh, shaman was a thing at one point, but maybe cards are rotating. Um, so yeah, I, I think we're seeing most of the, the, some of the totem support that was still in there is rotating, but, uh, I think we might see more totems coming back because I do know some of the core set also gives us some totems too. So oh, yeah. um, maybe that's, you know, setting up for a later expansion for more, uh, totem shaman to be a thing. All right. And so then we have. Glug the Gulper. It's our <laughs> legendary's colossal uh, that's seven mana and it's a three five beast and it comes with three appendages, which is its tail, which are all uh, two mana, two, two taunts uh, that are also beasts. And uh, Glug the Gulper says after a friendly minion dies, gain its original stats. You can have some really big things in there. And uh, seven uh, for this seems about right. It should get pretty big, though, because of the taunt on the tails. Uh, as a beast, I'm not sure if there's any signals, any uh, anything that really helps out there from the beast side and shaman. But uh, yeah, it seems really strong. I'm going to love playing that one just because it fills your board right away with useful things. Well, and especially we're talking about like the rush with schooling, like I could see um, where you could get some of those piranhas to be summoned, maybe the turn after to continue to add like plus one, plus one, plus one to the glug. Mm -hmm. um, those are also <laughs> beasts, too. So maybe there's there's some synergies there. Maybe we even have the amalgam uh, giving you a chance to, off of a piranha swarmer to be able to like get an extra uh, glug. 
So there is potential there when you talk about some of that tribal synergy. But I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that like you have those initial stats plus the whole tail, right? You got that those that Usually, six yeah. six worth of stats that's taunt. So like that'll hopefully die and add the stats to the head of uh, Glug. And then you're talking about a, just a big, massive minion on the board that they're gonna have. You're gonna have to find a way to deal with it. I love it. It's it's kind of an interesting concept. Although it is funny to funny to think that it's gonna be eating its own tail, right? Like it's kind of, <laughs> or it just doesn't need the tail. It's just like the heads in zombie movies that that uh, roll around, or the arms that claw their way along. <laughs> I just love all the colossals, so I think I, that's my my thing. I'll put together some colossal decks for opening day and uh, see where we go versus viewers. Sounds good. So next we have Asharan Scroll. It's a rare one mana spell that says that says discover a fire, frost, or nature spell. Put a sunken scroll on the bottom of your deck and sunken scroll is a one mana spell at a fire frost and nature spell from your class to your hand. That's pretty incredible for two mana. You get a lot of good stuff. I want to say that it works really well um, with some of the other cards from the set. When you think about uh, we've already seen scalding geyser, which allows you to dredge that up. You could discover mm-hmm. your Scalding Geyser off of the Ashar and Scroll um, and then immediately end up adding it to your hand. And and so you have those those nice benefits there, um, kind of enabling us to even power up our Coral Keeper that we've talked about before, mm-hmm. um, allowing us to kind of build big boards. And it, it's, it's really interesting because it kind of reminds me of... Um, kind of the the like spell casting shamans where they they use all the spell schools and so you kind of get like that fun uh kind of synergy type thing of, of being in command of all the elements uh kind of coming to full effect in this set well now i'm liking the theme so looking forward to that and then we have wrath spine enchanter it's an epic seven mana five four Naga with battle cry. Cast the copy of a fire, frost, and nature spell in your hand. Targets chosen randomly. Looks like they're really promoting a cross uh, school uh, deck for Shaman then. I think it's interesting though with the targets being chosen randomly. It's like you you want to be able to kind of get your Ashar and scroll back into your hand, but then it feels like, well, but those are cards from your class, but like are we gonna necessarily want randomly the the scalding geyser to like go end up being cast somewhere? It could even hit our own face, so um, I think it becomes one of those things of like you have to build the deck appropriately for this card to really see its full effect, especially at seven mana. You want to make sure that you're you're doing all of the things that you want to have done in in a very specific order because you just don't want to be randomly, you know, pyroblasting your own face. Not that that's a possibility, but it could be. <laughs> <laughs> 
Good point. I think at seven mana, uh, then having a hand at all for me as an aggro player uh, is pretty rare. Um, but this looks more like it's a spell shaman, uh, which has done pretty well lately, at least in the lower ranks. I think it's possible to to build it just right where that that's you're going to see some crazy things happening with it. Um, I just don't know what spells they are just yet only because I need to, I need to sit down and do that deck build myself. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. Radiance of Eshjara. That's our legendary three mana, three, four elemental with fire spell damage plus two. Your nature spells cost one less. After you cast a frost spell, gain three armor. I mean, those are good stats just for a three, four anyway. And then being an elemental in shaman adds yet another bonus. And then finally, this the reduction in spell cost is crazy good. Uh, so, although I guess it wouldn't be that crazy because you're building around having multiple spell schools. So you can't be as guaranteed to play the frost spells. Uh, but even without that part, it's still a great card. I, I honestly think it's an amazing card. You got many different um, benefits, each in each in its own right. Kind of where you're going to see like that plus to fire damage. You're going to scorch face with some scalding geysers. You're going to be able to uh, make sure that like your bioluminescence is even cheaper, so you're able to scorch face for some more, and and then the added benefit of maybe gaining some armor if like what you need to do is instead freeze their minions. So that way you're not um, taking damage going face and protecting your, your radiance to be able to do even more. I, it's a, it's quite an interesting uh, card for sure. Um, It's weird too. I don't know if the radiance of Azure is the Naga that's there or it's just the swirl. (laughs) feel like it's more it must be the squirrel right (laughs) yeah yeah it is the elemental unless they're merged somehow maybe we find out later that the naga were taken over (laughs) it's it's interesting (laughs) whatever whatever the truth of that that artwork is (laughs) (laughs) speaking of cool artwork next is to move on to warlock actually so we can talk about the cool artwork on uh, our next one. All right. First up, we have uh, Dragged Below, a four-mana shadow spell, common. Uh, deal four damage to a minion. Give your opponent an Abyssal Curse. And the Abyssal Curse is a two-mana spell. Uh, at the start of your turn, take zero damage. Each curse is worse than the last. And that trick tricks a couple of times, or trips a couple of times. It's almost a shame that you're. It's limited to minions. I don't think that uh, the curse is going to make too big a flash unless they have a way of uh, getting the spells copied. Um, I think there's a way to like give multiple curses. Is kind of the the theme of uh, Warlock for the set. So I, I, I feel like this is more. Yeah, it's four damage to a minion, so it's a little bit of board control, but it's more like 
this is let's let's give you a bunch of curses and um then being able to use like tamsin to get copies of this extra curse that is uh, mm. kind of i think where we're going right i see Rock Bottoms, a rare one-mana spell. Summon a 1-1 one, one Murloc, then Dredge. If it's also a Murloc, summon one more. <laughs> Speaking of interesting artwork. Um... <laughs> a good point. <laughs> this one's pretty this, crazy. This one's kind of harvesting. Kind of like, uh, it's like Murloc, Murloc at its best. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a long time since they've had any support for that, but I do remember early in the Hearthstone that there was a lot of Murloc decks uh, that were Warlock so that they could draw into, because that's what Murlocs have the most uh, trouble with, is keeping things on the board. Uh, so I'm interested to see if we get uh, to really play a Murloc Warlock, uh, though there's others from this set that I think will be more fun, like the Paladin and Shaman. I, I also like it because it feels like it's flooding board too, right? We're summoning one one Murloc, and then if we're if there's a Murloc that you're dredging up, you're summoning another one for one mana. So you're already at it's kind of like you know Wolf or Tinger stats, right? For one mana, you mm. get two one one. So you're starting off that 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 board swarm all right already, like immediately. And then you think about other things that that Warlock has available in its tool set. You can also like sacrifice one of them if you get up to five. So then you could even kind of do like a zoo Murloc Warlock kind of thing, too, if you wanted to. So the Soracus Cultist is a common three mana two three Naga with a battle cry. Give your opponent an abyssal curse. So this is what you were talking about before. Yeah, we're talking about like given multiple curses. This is just another way to get there. And um, we also have Brandon the corset now, too. So um, perhaps we're, you know, playing a couple of these with Brandon like a later turn just to be able to um, give multiples of them. Uh, so it's just becoming way, way too much, way too many of them in your hand and then you're taking all those the, that additional damage. It's going to add up over time, and eventually you're just going to feel like you're just doomed to fail against these uh, cursing warlocks. Well, you'll have you'll be better able to deal with it later on. Uh, I think just by playing them, uh, since a lot of decks run their hand uh, pretty low, uh, especially against that kind of strategy from the other side. So, could be good. Taking up the hand space is just a lot of fun. And when you couple it with the the uh, discarding from the hand or stealing from the hand, then it's uh, or eating from the hand. It's just, I don't know, kind of a fun time. <laughs> I, I just want you to leave my hand alone. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to buff your own hand, right? Yeah. Let, let me have the space to put all my mechs in my hand and don't don't put all these curses there. <laughs> <laughs> Void Gill is a rare two mana three two Murloc with a death rattle. Give all Murlocs in your hand plus one plus one. See, these are the type of hand things that I want you to do as Warlock. Give your own hand buffs, and then you can, you know, I'll have my big mechs. You'll have your big Murlocs. That's the type of hand thing that I want going on. Not curses in my hand. 
<laughs> it feels pretty good at two mana three two that's that's solid stats and it also gives additional bonus to to all your murlocs in hand i mean that's that's amazing that's a really great uh murloc yeah if the, there's just enough to fill the deck completely zakul is a legendary five mana six five your abyssal curses heal you for the damage they deal battle cry give your opponent an abyssal curse so this becomes like one of those things of like that that is a, like an automatic taunt, even though it doesn't have taunt on it, because you don't want right. the, your opponent to be healing up for everything they're giving you as far as uh, curses. Um, although I don't know, um, I I don't. It makes me wonder: Are you going to have enough curses in hand that um, it is going to do enough healing to to turn that tide of like? Have you have have we given enough curses and stopped healed enough damage, stopped enough damage to like make it so that way this is the way that Warlock wins now. Um, but it's definitely one of those tools. And I think when you add in some of the other uh, tools in the Warlock uh, kit, we might actually you might actually get there. Chum Buckets, an epic two-mana spell. Give all Murlocs in your hand plus one, plus one, and repeat for each Murloc you control. Um, so right away, if we just look at Rock Bottom and Chum Bucket, you're talking about getting two Murlocs on the board. If you're not able to do anything about those two Murlocs on your turn, and if you have enough Murlocs in hand already, that's plus two, plus two, um, to then have a turn where you're, again, swarming the board with a bunch of murlocs um so i feel like this is a this is kind of an on rate kind of conditioning and it doesn't even require that you get up to five mana to get to that point where you're doing significant hand buffing as well in in this murloc warlock deck where you can draw more don't have that uh, limited uh ability to draw as most other classes do so I'm definitely going to give it a try. Uh, Murloc Warlock sounds yeah, fun. I, I think I think this is the deck we're going to see kind of kind of hit off right off the bat. I think as people as as a lot of people are going to try this Murloc Warlock for sure. Yeah, who doesn't like Murlocs? I don't know. I definitely love them. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We have Abyssal Wave. It's a Epic six mana shadow spell deal four damage to all minions and give your opponent an abyssal curse. It seems a little bit more expensive than others that deal that it damage to other minions, but the curse is that worth the extra two? I I don't know. I, I, again, this this I th- I feel like it's like setting up for like control kind of uh, warlock for the future. And you may end up using it as part of the the set, but it's pretty expensive for what it does. At six mana, I mean, we have some other control tools in Warlock that that do it cheaper. So, right. The Azuron Scavenger is a common. Three mana, three four Murloc with a battle cry. Put a sunken scavenger on the bottom of your deck. And the Sunken Scavenger is a 3-mana three 3-4 three, on Murloc. 
with Battlecry, give your other Murlocs plus one plus one wherever they are. Oh, I love that. And if like the the kind of effect that that we had that I didn't quite see as much play in um, Hunter and in Druid with that plus one plus one for all the beasts. Granted, that that was a legendary that was doing that too, right? From uh, Skolomance. Now we have it more easily accessible because we're going to have two of them and we're going to be able to dredge them with rock bottom, the sunken scavengers. I like it's that that's looking like a great way for like, once you get to the later stages of the game where maybe you've used your chum bucket already. Well, now these other uh, Murlocs are coming out because they've already been buffed before you even drew draw to them. So I, I, I love, I love the, the treasure reward for, for this, uh, Murloc, uh, Warlock that's going on with these dredge treasures uh, as well. And I love that it's a Murloc that benefit that's the dredge. I love that you're going to be dredging up your Murloc that's the sunken scavenger. It, it It's it's beautiful. I think it works really well together. I agree. The one thing I worry about is the, the bodies of the Murlocs have really been sneaking up uh, to larger points where their traditional downside was uh, non-survivability, but here for three mana, we have a three, four um, that you can boost through the, those other sh- uh, shenanigans you were talking about. Um, yeah, it's very strong. That is a concern, especially when you're talking about in wild, right? Like now you're going to have bigger murlocs, which then you have access to other abilities to boost health and attack in wild. Um, They could even be more of a, have even a wider impact, especially in the wild. But uh, let's move on. Uh, So guard the city is warriors uh, common two mana spell. Gain three armor and summon a two, three Naga with taunt. I mean, the two three Naga with taunt is pretty much worth the whole two uh, uh, mana by itself. So gaining the armor is just a plus. It's going to be really annoying in uh, in duels now, though. <laughs> in duels, yeah. I also see it uh, working out well for like a control warrior build. Um, oftentimes, you're wanting to be able to gain armor, uh, kind of maintain that board, um, and not necessarily do you want to have to play minions to do that same effect. Um, It's clearly better than a hero power. So at the very least at that two, two mana slot, it's, it's, it's something that you're going to want to be doing uh, in that control warrior deck. Um, Obsidian Smith is a rare two mana three, two pirate with battle cry dredge. If it's a minion or a weapon, Give it plus one plus one. I mean, I'm I'm in love with the pirates these days, so obviously that slots itself in. Um, giving bonuses to your hand seems pretty strong in uh, in pirate deck. They go very quickly, so boosts are definitely appreciated, especially on weapons. And it's a dredge, so you could ensure that you get another that next pirate if you need to play it for pirate warrior. Uh, mm-hmm. 
I, I don't think you're going to be upset about making sure that you get exactly the right answer that you need to fix your issue, whether it be maybe I have something that's, you know, one mana and I need a two mana or if I need a if I have a two mana, I need a one mana. So that way my turn three plays out even better. Mm-hmm. Lots of uses mm-hmm. in pirates for sure. Uh, from the depths is a rare three mana spell. Reduce the cost of the bottom five cards in your deck by three, then dredge. Well, that sounds really promising. Get uh, discounted big stuff, uh, probably even with Colossals, right? And uh, yeah, that seems good. Especially when we look at like um, before we had the Black Scalp Root that we talked about. That was that seven mana uh, that created two two bodies. So if we can discount that that down to four, now we have a <laughs> four mana five six uh, taunt, and then also a four mana five six uh, rush. But that's just four mana for both of them, right? So mm-hmm. if we manage to get our uh, weapon equipped on like one or two, and then on three, we're we're picking up that black scale brute to our hand. I, think that's 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 getting yourself well ahead um and getting into a, a spot where uh you're kind of overwhelming and taking some great control of the board forged in flame it's a common two mana fire spell destroy your weapon then draw cards equal to its attack not really sure on this one i mean you don't want to put too many weapons in your deck. So I think that uh, most of the pirate warrior decks have been including things that get them a weapon, a specific weapon, uh, and don't have a lot of them in there because they want to pack more pirates in. So it's nice because it gives you cards back um, or can give you cards back. But uh, I, I mean, even at two mana, I think you'd rather be playing a pirate and keeping that up. So I think actually where we use this, though, is um, once we've completed the quest, right, and we have Juggernaut and we're getting random weapons equipped, those random mm-hmm. weapons, some of them, we may not want the full value of, so. or we can't use the full value of, right? We can swing with it once, but then we're not going to have the full dur- durability of it. So we can go ahead and use our Forged and Flame after we swing mm-hmm. to go ahead and draw some cards because we know we're going to get a weapon the next turn. That makes sense. That's uh, that's great. <laughs> um, it just totally changed my mind about the the card. Where I wasn't super excited, but now that you say there's long game for uh, warriors when they are kind of low on on resources, uh, you're right. I, I think that's that's one of the spots that you use it. Although I think you can also use it in even like control warrior, where maybe you're going to use the, the you know a weapon swing to draw a card and then you're going to then also destroy the weapon to draw more cards. So that way you don't have to wait on, on getting to your combo pieces that you want to finish out the game. Agreed. And, um, and Trident is a three mana, three attack, two durability weapon with death rattle. Put a sunken Trident on the bottom of your deck. And the sunken Trident is a three mana, three attack, two durability weapon with after your attack, your hero after your hero attacks deal two damage to all enemy minions that seems really good maybe this replaces the 
the weapon or one of the weapons that Boyer throws in those kinds of those pirate decks. Uh, I'm still just thinking of them from the pirate perspective, but there's um, there is value to having your the your uh, deck um, streamlined. Yeah, and and also it's interesting too because it is a death rattle that gets the treasure to the bottom. So maybe you even equip it and then use that uh, you know forged in flame to go ahead and not you wouldn't even swing. You'd just go ahead and draw two cards, um, and uh, that, that gets you even closer to like getting those pieces that you need. Plus, it adds your your trident to the bottom of the deck, getting you ready to dredge it back up. And it's kind of a fatigue counter, in a way. That too. All right. Um, Lady Ashvane is our legendary five mana five five with a battle cry: "Give all weapons in your hand, deck, and battlefield plus one plus one." Uh, I mean, it's a great effect. Uh, the weapon warrior hasn't really been a thing, uh, at least not since I, not in the places I've been throughout the whole history there. So maybe it's time. Uh, there are other uh, classes that have that kind of oomph and don't play many minions. Uh, so possibly uh, sees play. It, it makes me wish, though, that uh, this was a Captain Greenskin, so it was a pirate as well. <laughs> right. Um, but I still like the, the ability, the plus one, plus one, um, means that that forged in flames then draws an additional card um or you just go ahead and buff up that weapon and keep attacking especially once you have your sunken trident into the bottom of your deck then you're gonna buff it up and then dredge it up and then there there you go you're uh you're going right away to to equipping that uh that sunken trident right right away and uh now you're doing two damage to all enemy minions. You're just keeping that board clear and uh, go and face with uh, as much damage as possible. Kind of, kind of. I think that if you manage to connect all the pieces together, you're you're going to be in a happy place. Yeah, absolutely. And five five for five is not bad. So now we're going to head on to the neutrals. There's a lot of them. So let's try and get through these kind of in a rapid fire situation. We'll try and see on where they kind of fit in for each one. But since they're neutrals, they kind of fit everywhere. So we start off with Helmet Hermit. That's a rare one mana four, three beast that can't attack. Seems like they are building more things for the Silence Priest again, after all. I, exactly. Silence Priest right there. I mean, perhaps it could fit into maybe like a quest paladin with like the stockades guard, but that's about it. That's that's the limit of my thought process on that one. Mothership is a rare six mana five four mech with rush. Death rattle summon two random mechs that cost three or less. This is going to be so much fun and wild. <laughs> it's going to be frustrating though. Um, but I mean, even at six mana, uh, Wild's been kind of in a space where you can get to that point these days. Um, and then extra mechs, always good. Again, especially in Wild, <laughs> you might even surprise yourself with a Zilliax. Uh, it, it's also nice as a, like a 
kind of a control tool because it has rush as that that five mana and then it leaves stuff behind um so um it, granted it might leave you with an explosive sheep so <laughs> <laughs> but uh it might also leave you with some awesome mechs that help you to be able to continue to synergize and and do things that you want to do on, on your board um Merc Water Scribe. It's a common two mana three two Naga with Battlecry. The next spell you play costs one less. And it's not this turn, so uh, that's actually a better card than some of the ones we've seen uh, that are class specific uh, that do the same kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I feel like it slots into that that uh, Naga Mage with the two mana mm-hmm. cost uh, for the refresh. Plus, you're discounting down maybe your next spell, so you're refreshing even more mana than you're spending. Um, and also into like that Naga Hunter as well. And even uh, Demon Hunter with their cycling. So lots of different places where this, I, I feel like you're going to see that that one pop into those Naga decks. Absolutely. Naval Mine is a common two mana zero two mech with Death Rattle deal four damage to the enemy hero. Well, we're used to the bombs coming out. Uh, bomb Hunter again. And additionally, uh, this could also be used as like a phylactery uh, warlock. Instead of the owl, it's going to just be two mana to be able to get that four damage to the enemy hero. Gets you even closer mm-hmm. to being able to use your uh, your OTK instead of a owl TK. It would be like a you know <laughs> Minecraft TK. <laughs> Grawlock Ravager, that's a common five mana... 4-3 Murloc, Battlecry, draw three Murlocs. I get to play a couple of these in duels uh, as well. It's a lot of fun. Those three Murlocs, three draws for five mana just on its own is good. Murloc tag makes it more my thing. And then 4-3 stats, a uh, little bit low for five mana, but the rest of it is so good. I, I think the, the extra mana cost is well worth it. You're drawing three cards. It's great replacement. You're you're happy about, about what you're getting. Plus, then you're going to also, like in Murloc Warlock, you're going to be buffing that up sometimes in your deck already as well. So you're going to have more stats than even the 4-3 when you play it down. Pufferfist, common three mana, three, four pirate. After your hero attacks, deal one damage to all enemies. That's in every pirate deck, whether it's... Uh... Mate, or I'm sorry, uh, Rogue or Warrior. Um, I mean, that's so good for three mana. Uh, feels a little broken for three mana. <laughs> Especially with the four health. Uh, it it kind of I mean, has feel, feels of like the Defias Cannon here as well. Uh, I, I'm not going to want to see either one of those on my opponent's <laughs> board. Rainbow Glow Scale. That's a common two mana, two, three Naga with spell damage plus one. I mean, that just seems basic. Uh, we've seen that those stats on other things for the same cost. So uh, a little unremarkable, but maybe if you need the Naga synergy for something. Yeah, I also feel like in that, that mage deck that has that two mana refreshing ability, you're going to want to, you're, you're including this one because it's, it's two mana. So it just fits. Mm-hmm. Reef Walker, that's a common three mana, three two elemental, battle cry, and death rattle. Summon a one one piranha swarmer. 
and the Piranosaurmer, if you remember, was the 1-1 one, one beast for one mana uh, that has Rush. And after you summon a Piranosaurmer, gain plus one attack. So you can be working on some uh, interesting combos, maybe. And I think it also sets you up like for that follow-up turn where maybe you want to have multiple Swarmers going off with your anchor and kind of a lot of fun there. I, I think there's ways to make it really work. Sea Scout Operator, it's a common 3-mana 2-4 with Battlecry. If you control a mech, summon 2-1 Mechafish. Which is kind of cool looking. <laughs> as a 2-1 mech. Uh, and getting two of them, I was kind of hoping that they'd have Rush, like so many of the elemental ones and things, but we're looking at neutral. So I think this is still a pretty good one. Um, you know, okay stats for, for three mana. Uh, definitely an easy to meet criteria for the battle cry. Um, so I'd slot it in a, my mech decks. Yeah, I, I think without the rush, though, uh, or like a taunt, it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is that enough at the three mana? It might might be if it, you're working with some other synergies or like some mm -hmm. board buffing. But uh, I just don't know. I feel like it's kind of on the, the cusp for me. I feel like it'll fit in certain decks and then it won't fit in other decks. So maybe it'll work really well in, in Mech Mage, but then maybe not so much in Mech Paladin or vice versa. We'll have to play it and figure that out. <laughs> well, there's synergy with the next card, the Security Automaton. This is a common two mana, one, three mech. Uh, that after you summon a mech, you gain plus one, plus one. Since it's not play or uh, play from hand, then that means that those extras that you get pop out with a plus one, plus one. Oh, so it could be a great follow-up for this card. Perfect. Oh, we kind of hinted at this card coming next. Selfish? Shellfish. Oh my goodness, I can't, <laughs> I can't believe I have to say that so many times. It's a four mana, seven, seven beast with death rattle. Your opponent draws two cards. Already seen the memes going around for how you're going to use this, uh, but it looks does look like a lot of fun and uh, probably the best part of it is going to be listening to casters uh, in the competitive Hearthstone ring when they have to say this over and over again. <laughs> it's like Sally by the seashore with her seashells. You know, it's it's like, uh, it's going to definitely be that tongue twister for everybody to say. I, I have a hard time with it. I can't imagine how the casters are going to get through saying that one. <laughs> they'll probably just shorten it to shellfish and we'll be all and, and that's very selfish of them that's all I gotta say <laughs> <laughs> clocker is a common uh, one mana one one mech with divine shield and battle cry give a mech in your hand plus one plus one one mana for a divine shield seems good if you're playing mechs uh, boosting mechs is also good the stats you'd expect that one mana. So uh, if you're playing mechs, this seems like an, an obvious one. Uh, especially uh, with that divine shield added on to uh, yeah. mech paladin, it feels like the perfect fit. So um, I'm looking forward to, to playing a lot of click locker for, <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Treasure guard is a common three mana one five Naga with taunt. 
death rattle draw a card. It stops uh, most of the threats around that mana uh, cost. So, um, and then getting it replaced uh, once they have cleared through it seems pretty good. Again, there's synergies as Naga, um, a hard to get through taunt. Seems pretty good. I don't know if it's good enough, but uh, if you're playing Naga decks, you might just throw it in to give you some protection while you build up. Yeah, I feel like I'd want it to have like one more attack for it to be really on rate for me. But other than that, I, if you're playing a Naga deck, I think you, you 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 might use it just for that aggro stop, right? Just to keep the mm-hmm. the, the aggression at bay uh, initially. Um, I don't know if it'll stick around once we're out of a four set meta, but pretty good. <laughs> All right. Twin Fin Fin Twin is a rare three mana 2-1 Murloc with Rush, Battlecry, summon a copy of this. I love it. <laughs> I love the Hang 10 uh, sign that he's given us. Uh, Hearthstone in Hawaii, it seems. <laughs> I, I like it. I, we have seen other things uh, kind of like it, um, just that weren't Murlocs. So, um, solid. Yeah, I, and I feel like there's a lot of decks that are going to use this, even just uh, like even hand buff, it might consider using it just as a rush option to help with maintaining board, um, mm-hmm. it, especially with the fact that it summons a copy. You might even see hunters using this in a way as well. Um, so it, it, it kind of feel like it feels a little bit like like a crab rider right like what crab rider was intended mm-hmm. to be which it didn't end up doing which was its board control um but right. uh <laughs> instead crab rider was used for evil things <laughs> 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 and then they nerfed it away um but uh take away your, your, take away your power yeah but I, I i love it i i think we're gonna see a lot of it uh especially in that murloc warlock uh, Vicious Slither Spear is a one mana rare one three Naga with after you cast a spell, gain one attack until your next turn. Uh, so, yeah, after you cast a spell, uh, there's a lot of spell decks. One three body for one is really good. Uh, the Naga synergies and uh, potential for growth uh, seems pretty good, especially if you're um, playing something like the like a Demon Hunter that plays a lot of the cheap fell spells can boost this up maybe even use it as the otk yeah and i also even see it potentially in the like pre-stack with the serpent wigs where you're going to end up seeing a lot of the the buffs increasing its attack as well so that way you can get to that last little bit of damage that you need it's mm-hmm. it's it's one of those uh minions that once you see it on the board you're like eh, do I, it doesn't look like it's that imposing but you don't want it to be buffed you don't want it to be sticking around and doing more damage and more damage to you mm-hmm. barbaric sorceress is a common six mana three seven naga with taunt and battle cry swap the cost of a random spell in each player's hand that's interesting. I don't know that the battle cry really. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you would really need that. Um, yeah, I, I I wonder if there's like a big spell mage or like a big spell rogue, <laughs> like like the ones that are out there that have big spells right now. Big spell druid, right? That 
you're you're looking to to swap the spell cost. And I wonder what happens. What if your opponent doesn't have a spell in hand? You know, like, does that mean that it doesn't swap or it becomes zero? Like, <laughs> I think it still checks yours. Well, but right? it, it would have to swap the cost. So. What would it swap? Oh, I to? see. I get you. You know what I mean? Like, what if there isn't yeah. a spell there to, to swap to? So that. I feel like there could be misses as well. Um, and so, <laughs> um, and it's a random spell. So if you have some spells in hand that are lower cost, that could, you Backfire. could end up. Yeah. It's something you can hide behind worst case. Three sevens, decent, but taunt. Yeah. I just feel like this is one of those cards I you're going to have to there are people that are going to try to build around it as a meme, but that I don't know if it's going to actually work out and uh, when it's all said and done. So Ashjar and Sentinel is a common five mana five, six with taunt and death rattle. Put a sunken Sentinel on the bottom of your deck, which sunken Sentinel is a five mana five, six divine shield taunt lifesteal. Minion. That seems so familiar. Hmm. <laughs> but not an uh uh not a legendary so maybe better uh it has a lot of keywords that's the biggest thing that i'm seeing taunt and uh divine shield and lifesteal i feel like there are there are some decks that are going to find very capable ways of making sure that that sentinel is, is doing some work um at least that they didn't give it to uh, Rush. Oh, you know, it can't be Zilliax now. Come on. <laughs> With a bigger body. Yeah. Um, I don't don't know which deck it is that's going to use it, but uh, it does have Death Rattle, so perhaps uh, this fits into like a um, uh, Quest Priest. Uh, getting that those, those taunt bodies, Death Rattles uh, shuffled in and then bringing them back, and then they're able to kind of keep keep uh their life total up while they are finishing out their quest that that's the initial one for me that i i think any storm coil is a legendary five mana four four with battle cry choose a friendly mech summon a copy of it with rush wind fury and divine shield seems pretty good it's not a murloc itself or a mech itself so um not sure what to think here the the stats are okay that, that's definitely a hard part for me. Like, I wish it was a mech itself, but my initial thought process with Eni is Bran, Eni, and then the Colossal is seven mana. So if we manage to get the the Paladin Colossal, the Leviathan down, if it sticks around, you can summon two Colossals. Hmm. Although one of the tails wouldn't summon. <laughs> You know, you're like, wait, how do I have the board space for all of these pieces? But I, that's what I want. Now, grand, <laughs> granted, <laughs> the other side of it, though, is that how does that win me the game? And the answer is. It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> so um, while there are some fun value type things that I want to think of. Uh, to to use any with um, I don't know 
where this effect is going to be um, really achieved at, at, at like great benefit. Um, but it doesn't doesn't mean that I don't want to try. <laughs> right. Um, There's a lot of good mechs for Pally, so I'm sure your love of Pally will find a way. And there's a lot of good mechs for Mage too, right? If we we if we summon a copy of the the um, the Colossal for Mage, like you're talking about a lot of damage that's going to the whole entire board and face as well. And plus, it has Rush and Wind Fury, so it's doubling that. Like, I think there's um, there are ways to make it work. Will that win games? Will you be able to actually get those combos off every single time? Um, that that'll that'll be that'll be something that we'll have to wait and see. I think. I agree. Right, smothering starfish is a epic three mana two four beast battle cry silence all other minions. So that sounds like they're trying to make Silence Priest a thing, but uh, it's also good for just big things that have a drawback they can get rid of. Uh, for three three mana, silencing things can be really good, especially if you're up against some heavily buffed uh, minions. So it'll be uh, something that you put in the sideboard, maybe more than uh, than run in the main deck. Yeah, and I think it's a good tech card. I think uh, if... Um, hand buff paladin becomes a real big thing uh, if uh, we end up seeing colossals getting too out of hand if if uh, there's there's other um, spell decks that also do buffing like that naga priest we might end up seeing uh, where silencing all at the same time is good the, the hard part is that sometimes I think about, well, that also means my taunt gets removed and that's not necessarily <laughs> yep. something I want to do. So right. um, uh, it'll be interesting. I, 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 I wonder, I, I feel like there's going to be ways where this is used to great effect. And there's going to be ways where people are like, wait, I didn't really want to silence everything that I have. Unless you're playing cards that, actually get a benefit from that uh which there have been some decks that popped up from time to time for that um but yeah something that you may throw in one of is a tech uh if you go up against somebody in a uh competitive format then you you know you might have to do more silence and they haven't really added a ton of silence usually it's just one class uh so this is good to have silence back for everybody else yeah so school teacher is an epic four mana five four naga battle cry add a one one noggling to your hand discover a spell that costs three or less to teach it and the noggling is a one mana one one naga with a battle cry cast and that's the it's casting the spell you discovered for it hmm uh i mean Seems pretty good, even for the stats. Five four for four is uh, better than you would expect. So, but adding another little one one uh, that, uh, yeah, and then discovering a spell too that you can teach to it. Just card draw, which is in a neutral, not very uh, frequent either. So, uh, I like it, especially yeah. in Naga deck. 
so I like it also in that that mage naga deck, right? You're, you're that's mm-hmm. a one mana naga, so you get one mana back extra from that refresh. Um, mm-hmm. The spell that it casts, that's kind of like gravy, right? Like you're mm-hmm. actually just loving the fact that you like have this extra piece to be able to set up that like OTK with with Hala, you know, and uh, being able to kind of do those things with with your nagas and spells. Um, so it's it it's like a it's like a naga mana biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> naga giant is an epic twenty mana eight eight naga, <laughs> which costs one less for each mana that you've spent on spells this game. <laughs> it's playable. <laughs> uh, it's a big body for those um, those spell first people uh so probably ends up even in something like uh the questline hunter um yeah i mean an 8-8 that you can get that's really the late game for you it's pretty good a little high for the mana cost but the reduction is really good oh i i do wonder if this is going to become one of those things that we're going to end up seeing come out as early as like turn five you know you're talking about mm-hmm. those flesh giants i, I think th- they kind of swung big right that 20 mana that's a lot to spend on spells so um yeah. but with the fact that we have the refresh ability from the naga too i think we're gonna end up seeing like potentially where this is an additional naga that you're gonna draw into that's gonna end up costing zero to refresh you again right <laughs> so all right so, um uh I it just adds to the the craziness of this big board that's going to end up being formed. Uh, so, and and priest also has the ability to refresh mana too uh, with their naga. So I think this kind of slots into a lot of those various naga decks that we're seeing being built. So um, I think it's just helping that to kind of make its way. Makes sense to me. All right. And finally, we have three divers to talk about, and that's that'll end out the the remainder of the voyage to the sunken city. We have Gangplank Diver. That's a five mana six four pirate with dormant one turn rush and immune while attacking. It's got everything that you'd really need, rather than the the specific uh, turn um, action. So it still gets to attack the next turn basically is all that it uh, does. So uh, for that effect and immune, it seems like really, uh, really good. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think for the the fact that it is immune is great, but I think where we're going to see this most, uh, where we're going to be frustrated about it is actually off the Juggernaut or from mm-hmm. uh, when it's selected, when uh, Nelly is, is, is picked from the colossals and then it's one mana to be able to get this six four that's gonna attack <sighs> which i'm not looking forward to <laughs> <laughs> in either format no one's ready for that one no uh slime scale diver is a common three mana two four murloc with dormant one turn rush and poisonous uh poison is something that the mechs definitely do in battlegrounds it's nice to kind of see it come into uh coming to the constructed side too uh that's really good stats still for the three four the murloc uh all the murloc decks will run it um yeah nothing bad to say about that one and it's cute 
I also think about the fact that like like poisonous is great. That's going to take out a big threat. And if you know that that uh, you're worried about a big minion coming down, like one of those colossals on the following turn, uh, the fact that you have can go ahead and play that in advance is great. You might even be able to buff it up in hand and then on top of it it's maybe survives so it can hit another minion or has to be taken out by by something else so i think it's a i think it's a great one i think we're going to see this one more than it the the rest of the divers and then finally our final diver is pelican diver a one mana common uh four one beast also uh dormant one turn with rush all for one mana, a four one. Anything for one mana, even if you have to wait, seems for one turn. Uh, seems okay to me, especially with the rush. Although it looks like he's eating a uh, Nemo, which I'm kind of upset about. <laughs> 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 um, but uh, may- maybe he's not eating Nemo. He's helping Nemo to get to his destination. <laughs> oh yeah, didn't didn't one do that? Didn't they do that? I think they did that in the movie, right? I think so. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's what it is. It's showing us how our, you know, our fish are our friends. So um, <laughs> <laughs> with that, uh, fishy friends, we get to wrap up our uh, voyage into the Sunken City uh, review of the cards. Um, but this review wouldn't also be complete without touching on uh, the fact that we've had some uh, core changes to the core set too, um, which uh, you'll see a number of cards are, are leaving the core set and a number of cards are being added back in. Uh, the biggest thing that I can talk about with that is that uh, a lot of the cards that are leaving are a lot of cards that perhaps didn't see much play or they only saw like fringe play. But a lot of the cards that are coming back um, a lot of people are super excited about um, maybe not all of them, but uh, a number of them. And we're going to talk about those cards actually next week on our next episode. And I'm really looking forward to seeing how that works uh, for or how the new course set operates uh, before we get that, that uh, done. So we'll be able to provide some second uh, eyes on, on it. Be able to get a chance to play with them a little bit first, right? So yeah. uh, that that is actually kind of a fun thing too to be able to see how those uh, returning cards, because they're not they're not necessarily new cards. There are a lot of cards that people have played with before, um, but being able to see how they work with the the new cards that are coming out too um, will be a lot of fun. So uh, look forward to doing that review with you as well. So, Guy Grumpy, is there anything that you want to uh, say to our folks before we end out the show? I know. Just thank you for listening. If you have anything that you want to say, uh, you can find Noodle Swoop and I on Twitter uh, and the Discord. Uh, we'll um, be happy to talk to you about what you're doing, um, and maybe we can get some games played. And that that's something that I'm looking forward to is being able to come back and play some games too. I know um, I'm actually planning to uh, make sure to start streaming actually on Tuesday with release. So I look forward to uh, joining everybody, probably even right into your stream as a follow-up to Guy Grumpy. Um, and uh, I look forward to, to all the new cards. I'm, 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 I'm really excited for this rotation. I, I know a lot of people are. Uh, the meta has gotten definitely to some, some unique points along the way. And uh, I, I think this refresh with the core set changes and also with the, the new cards from Sunken City and the ro- rotation of a lot of those cards that have been kind of irksome 
uh, is is going to be uh, a good feeling for everybody. I think this is this is when we're going to see a lot of people either come back to Hearthstone or or even just happier to be playing the game as it is. So I look forward to it. Well, with uh, one exception for me, I'm on the same page. Uh, <laughs> I just my name actually came because of Reno Jackson, uh, where that was where I get the most frustrated. You get somebody down and then have to try to find a way to do that much more damage. Uh, it just it always was my trigger. So <laughs> we'll see how we do uh, in in standard. Hopefully, it won't be as played as we're, we're thinking. <laughs> Well, and I understand that, right? Like, especially because you, you've, you've said it over and over again this whole entire time, talking about how you're an aggro player, and 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 so that that means that you know you've worked so hard for the those five turns leading up to it, or six turns leading up to it, and then all of a sudden to have Reno come down and and undo all the work that you've done as an aggressive player, I can I can see how that's frustrating, but. I'm sure that you'll find ways to get through it. And additionally, it is a legendary card. so a little bit harder to come across every, every time. Yeah. So, uh, um, we'll I, be able I, to get them with Murlocs. So yeah, I'm okay with I, it. <laughs> I, I think you'll, you'll find your way with that Murloc warlock deck to make it happen. Or perhaps <laughs> in shaman. Yeah. I mean, shaman did get some Murloc synergies going down there as well. Um, as well as those piranha swarmers, so you might have have some murlocs and some fishes going going face. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thanks for listening, everyone. Much love. We hope that we'll have a really good core set intro for you next week. All right, and you guys take care of yourself.